The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello, welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. It is the first one of 2023. Welcome back, guys. New Year, same podcast. I don't know. How long have we been doing this? Because it feels like forever. Well, what are we on? Like episode 160 something? Let me check. Yeah, I feel you should know this. I mean, I don't listen. (laughs) <laughs> and i still have not listened to one which... i will say that i i will say i i do a lot of like nervous listens and i'm gonna we're on this is episode 180 so i'll do a lot where i'll go through and i'll listen why not when i'm editing and i'll cut out what i need to cut out and then i usually give it another courtesy listen just to make sure i didn't miss anything and right. then I'll have a 12.45 a.m. I wake up in a cold sweat because I think I forgot to cut something that will make you guys lose your jobs. And I'll listen again to make sure that I cut it. <laughs> and that's why we love you, Timbo. <laughs> that's, very, that's very kind of you. Um, can, we just, can we just talk about something for, for a minute? Um, Depends. Do it. <laughs> James, we made a lot of fun about about James, um, you know, at the end of last year, becoming a big F1 guy. Mm. And he is just, you know, living that <laughs> lifestyle so <laughs> in the sense that not only did he start traveling the world and, and you know, <laughs> you know, associate and work with and do everything with Formula One. Now he is taking that just to, to the tens because he yeah. now lives in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he is now on island time. Yeah. He's got a surfboard behind him. Aren't you impre- a beautiful view of the beach? Aren't you um, impressed that I made it on time for the start of the show? I it's just it's, Oh man, that looks nice. Ah, uh, I yeah, whatever. There's, there's that. Well, look, hey man. All right, all right. You can just jump in the plane which you own. And know how to fly and come here because you've now flown across borders. So you can come down and visit anytime you want. That is a shockingly good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. And I feel like it'd be cheaper for me to fly to Indiana than the Bahamas. So well, I feel like you I'm know, in. James, good for us. You and I are <laughs> on the up and Tim is about to get evicted. Things are, <laughs> things are going well for two thirds of off track with Hinch and Rossi. Uh, yeah, no, guys, it's true. I'm, I'm down here for a little while. I figured I've spent 36 years of my life wintering in the cold and 
now I've got, you know, a little less responsibility not being in the car full time. So we're, we're testing our, testing the waters a little bit. So we're basically here for a couple months, literally. Literally. And, uh, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I used to, um, have a similar program going with South Florida. And then I realized that when you are, you know, trying to prepare for a season and stuff, it, the off season's great kind of October to December, you don't have much going on, but arguably the, the weather's not that bad in Indy. I mean, it gets a little bad around Thanksgiving time, but for most of that time, it's, it's pretty decent. And then once you get to January, that's not really an option. So I'm very happy that you now get to fully embrace an off season and you'll come back probably not any more tan no than more tan. now but at least you can try yeah no i can i mean yeah i'm i i i shower in spf 100 every morning I was say, you might you would lobster that would be your only yeah. bet yeah i have two yeah, i have two i have two colors uh lobster or casper the friendly ghost no i mean, you're it's it's interesting because your face can get tan it's just the rest of you <laughs> which is it's, weird because uh, your face is covered in more hair than the rest of your body well, it's, I, you know, the racetrack, I think you get quite a tan just walking around the racetrack all, all mm. season. So I feel like my, my face gets a little, a little more tan, but, uh, yeah, you gotta take care of your skin guys. You don't want to just sit down there and burn. It's a, it's a real thing. My dad had a little, little melanoma on his nose. So it runs in the family. So you gotta be careful about these things. Mm. If I can give you one piece of advice, it's wear sunscreen. Or be like Tim and don't leave your house. I mean, I was, I was thinking I should probably take that advice. I should probably start doing sunscreen. Like you just don't do, you live in California. You don't do sunscreen. No. What's funny is I'm so careful about making sure that Hazel does and not at all for myself. To be, to be fair, I don't really do sunscreen either. To be fair. To be fair. I was thinking about that when it, I was thinking about that when it came to like making food for Hazel when she was a baby. Cause I would get this, like I had this steamer thing that had two levels. So like on the on one level, I would be like steaming carrots to mash up to make her own like proper baby food. And then on the next level, I would be steaming those like terrible frozen, uh, like frozen dumpling things that you get. And it was just like, there's a dichotomy here that's not great. There's I, <laughs> like, I feel like so much of parenting is do as I say, not as I do. It's, yeah. it's amazing how smart we are on what should be done and telling others what we should or what they should do. But uh, we're unable to apply those lessons to ourselves. I'm real strict on her screen time for somebody who spends roughly 23 hours a day looking at my phone. (laughs) (laughs) What is your, what is your, uh, I don't want to talk about it. No, I I really want to talk about about it. What is your, I I, I just had my best week ever because I was on vacation and didn't look at my phone. That doesn't count. No, I know, but I I can tell you what my average is normally. Okay. Um, I'm pulling mine up. Alex, what's yours? I don't. I, think it's we, like I feel like we've done this five. before. No, no, the, we that, did data usage. Data and I don't usage. know if we. How do you find it that. again? Uh, uh, just I just search screen, screen time, time in, uh, I, yeah. yeah, just search screen time. Okay. So my daily hour. My daily average is five hours. James. Uh, as of right now, my daily average is three hours and twenty-five minutes. But that's that's skewed. So call it uh, four fifteen, maybe. Mine, it's, it's probably close. Yeah, yeah, between four and five. I have yeah. bad weeks and good weeks, but between four and five. Uh, Timbo? Se- se- seven hours? That's a lot. That was well, okay. Now not I'm as much back. as I thought, though. It's not now as much I'm as I thought. going back, and like in previous weeks, it's closer to five hours. I think I was using my phone a lot more in Indiana. <laughs> 
So what's funny is I sometimes um, put like sleep noise on, on my phone, but I do it on YouTube. And if you close your phone, then YouTube it shuts stops. off. Yeah. Right. So I just, so like, I was just looking at your most used apps and it says YouTube three hours and 44 minutes. And it's not because <laughs> I'm watching videos. It's because I have it on when I'm sleeping sometimes. Well, all right. So let's go what over. What is your it. most used app? Tim? Mine's almost certainly Twitter, but I'll, I'll get on to confirm. So, so take off YouTube because that's not real. Messages is my most used by a significant margin. Yeah, yeah. mine is Twitter, then messages. I'm messages, then Instagram, then Spotify, Safari, and Maps. All right, I'm, came, I'm, I'm taking some umbrage with this because the last week when it was up to seven, um, Hazel forgot her <laughs> iPad at her mom, so she was using mine to play games too. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, how about this? You keep scrolling down. First oh. app used after pickup. What? Messages. Messages by a mile. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, messages. <laughs> what is your daily average of notifications? Too many. <laughs> 183. Oh, 221. 206. Oh, but it oh. says, mine says, mine says 220, or two, sorry, 206, down 36% from last week. So. Yeah, mine's, mine's 221 <laughs> with a 25% reduction from last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, well, now that we've we've talked about our appalling phone habits, um, mm. just the worst. How was everybody's New Year? What'd you guys get up to? James, you were on a boat living a Bond villain lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah. No, we were on a, a on a really fun kind of island hopping trip in the Bahamas with a, a big group island of friends. Island hopping trip on a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. It was great. It. Um, a phenomenal time great group did a lot of fun stuff got to go diving um dan and i oh, got I in the water and cassidy we got to go diving um which i haven't done for a while and i love you know that i love diving so we got down and got to see some really cool stuff um did a beach party for new year's eve which was pretty cool uh started a fire on the beach which wasn't part of the plan but we found a pallet and we had some kerosene lamps so <laughs> I then, uh, you know, so we got the, we got the pallet lit and then we, well, we needed to, we needed to fuel the fire with more wood. And so myself and, and Shane, one of the guys on the trip and, and, uh, Dom and Trevor, we were, we were running through the woods barefoot with no tools and just trying to rip down like dead limbs and pick stuff up off the ground. I woke up the next morning with so many cuts and scratches on my hands, arms, and feet that I had no idea I was getting at the time, but Hey man, we made fire felt very Tom Cruise. It was, or no Tom Hanks. Sorry. Yeah. That's Except funny for the fact it, that you like, could probably see your yacht in the distance. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom, was, Tom Cruise well, and Tom Hanks definitely don't have a means of, of well, no. transport like that. But struggling. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Um, I was thinking, man, that's probably not safe. And then I was like, well, yeah, it is. The water's right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it was, it was on sand and very close <laughs> to water. So it was, it yeah. was not a problem. It was not a problem. How about, how about you, Alessandro? Um, I I had it uh, went to a dinner party, which was fantastic. Um, our what good friends Bob and Rachel, um, Brian and Katie Simpson, and then um, our other friends uh, Drew and Jenna, and then obviously Kelly and I. So we we uh, went over there, um, grilled up some tomahawks, nice. Um, had some scallops, kind of brought out the good wine. 
um, watched a pretty awesome football game. Watched the ball drop, did the thing, had some bourbon, had a sleepover, left the next day. So pretty, this was my, one of my first, well, this was my first non-destination during a not COVID year, New Year's Eve. Um, your first non-destination during a not, oh, really? Oh, so you're so, always I a mean, traveler on New Year's. Yeah. So 2020, we didn't go anywhere because yeah, for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I haven't gone anywhere and I'm, I'm of that uh, group now. Like, why would you ever, why would you ever leave? I know we've talked about this before, but much better to stay at home, drink your own booze, hang out with your own people, watch the ball drop, celebrate, go to bed. Go to, go to bed <laughs> at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you sent me the list of your bourbon lineup for the night and I was insanely jealous. That looked like quite the, quite well, the display. I didn't realize <laughs> that uh, we finished them all. <laughs> yeah, you did. Man, all of them. so there's there's a recorded night now where you guys got after it and I had half a glass of champagne. It's because <laughs> it's your daughter's birthday. True, so you can't. But I'm loving it. I just want I'm gonna hold this over you guys forever, especially when I'm hammered in Vegas this weekend. So what's happening what's happening in Vegas this weekend? Our good friend Keaton on his bachelor party apparently earned enough points gambling to get some free rooms. So no way. <laughs> we're going back. <laughs> you realize that the whole point of giving you the free rooms is just that you go back and then you lose the money that you made there probably yeah. and then some now my monkeys not my sir not my circus right <laughs> i didn't earn enough points to get free rooms yes King but did. you also lost money and now you're going back there i lost a fraction of what he gambled and i can i will continue to gamble a fraction of what he gambles well have fun yeah, I mean, put it all in red and tell me what happens. Can I rant about my my New Year's Eve and why it was ruined this year? Yeah, your, why your daughter's birthday was ruined? Let's I mean, hear it. My daughter's birthday part, that was great. We had a great time. We built Legos, okay. you know, cake. We went ice skating. Was um, it a Lego cake? Did you get any Legos? No, but I we I did get her one. I, I kind of went overboard because I told her, like, you know, you, you've been phenomenally well-behaved. You're doing well in school. You never ask for, like, big gifts. Ask for a big gift for your birthday. I want to get it for you. And she asked for a 6,000-piece Hogwarts Castle Lego. That's quite, so, an, it's quite an undertaking. Thankfully, it was not one of the three packages stolen yesterday. Good Lord. So the question <laughs> is, where do you put it? I, I'm going to I'm going to have to clear some space. Um, <clears throat> All right, and then how long do you leave it assembled before it's appropriate to you know take it down? Uh, Ten to fifteen years. Copy. Uh, I also wanted to backtrack quickly and say that I accidentally said Legos. Um, yeah, the plural is Lego blocks. Right. So I yeah. I caught myself saying that and I wanted to correct it because it's okay. incorrect. But more importantly, not while Hazel's birthday was ruined because that was fantastic. But why New Year's Eve was ruined? They didn't allow the CNN personalities to drink alcohol and whatever you care about your politics or anything else. I think everybody can agree that CNN new year's Eve historically is hilarious because they just get hammered. They're, they're just ripping shots of tequila. There was one year a reporter got a tattoo. There was like a three year arc of Don Lemon's life improving. Like one year he's at a bar and he's like, you know, what? I'm ready. I'm ready to love. I'm ready to let love in. I'm ready to let love in my heart. And then the next year, he's hammered at the same bar in New Orleans. He's like, this is my partner, David, and we're in love, and everything's great. 
And the next year he's all buttoned up. And it's like, what happened to Don Lemon? Don Lemon had a drinking problem and got sober. So over the course of three years, you just saw every aspect of Don Lemon's life improve. And I loved it. And then this year, because Andy Cohen went on a rant last year about Bill de Blasio and made fun of Ryan Seacrest, CNN was like, nope, no one's allowed to drink anymore. And it sucked. It was the worst New Year's <laughs> Eve broadcast I've ever seen. It was awful. No one's allowed to make fun of Ryan Seacrest. All boosts up. Honestly, I had no idea they did that. I'm, oh I'm my gosh. It was, it was amazing. I mean, you just watch Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen ripping shots of tequila while all of the reporters are doing live reports from bars in various cities around the country. I loved it. It was my. It was the highlight of my New Year's Eve. So it's an incredible concept. Again, I'm blown away that an organization of that size did it up until 2022. Uh, but I feel like this is a perfect example for like a bar stool to do the same thing. Just have people like but littered see, throughout the. I think that's part of why it works so well right, is because it's CNN. not who you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just miss it. I, I miss watching, you know, some drunk reporter that usually covers the White House beat getting a tattoo in like Nashville. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, is that because it just, you know, it equates more with your life than, you know, someone reporting on the White House? Probably. But yeah. it's also just seeing things out of context. Yeah. There's just a, like there's an inherent humor. It's it's like a, it's, it's it's funny to see like a dog in a tuxedo because dogs don't wear tuxedos. That's not what they do. It's inherently funny. Some dogs do. And they're inherently funny. The ones at the table playing cards, for example. Yeah. <clears throat> hilarious. Great. The one that's <laughs> going to walk down the aisle at my wedding with Colton Herta leading them down the way. Col- Colton's walking both of them? Yeah. <laughs> Is Diane going to be in a dress? No, but Brunner's going to have like a tuxedo t-shirt on. Good man. Yeah. yeah. It's because Brunner parties. Everybody knows. Brunjman P. Rossi. P stands he, for parties. He parties slash <laughs> All right. Thank you for allowing me to rant about CNN because they uh, they ruin. Uh, well, no, if you any any time we can talk about it on CNN, I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Um, if you want to uh, encourage the listeners to write letters to CNN, encouraging them to bring back the tradition of um, their anchors drinking on New Year's, this is the time to do it. By the way, it was pretty. That was the the universal response on Twitter. Was everybody's like, "No, nah, let them drink again." <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. So, guys, I know it's, you know, the holidays are time for celebrating and all that stuff, but there's also been some pretty messed up things going on in uh, yeah. in the automotive world. Um, so we'd be remiss without mentioning the just absolutely tragic news of, of Ken Block passing away in a snowmobile accident over the holidays. Um, just wild, man. I mean, it's you, you look at the things that that guy did in his career and the risks that he took and, and all that. And to think that this would happen, you know, on a family snowmobile outing is, uh, it just shows you life is precious. It's fragile. You never know when it's your time. Uh, but really just tragic, man. I, I remember watching those Jim Connor videos when he first started them and being just absolutely blown away. It was such a cool, like, it was such a cool mixture of sort of, rally culture drift culture road racing culture like a little bit of everything all come into one and you know that was it was shot in such a unique way at the time and really started utilizing action cams and gopros in a way that no one else was doing and um and to this day survives travis pastrana just just released the the most recent version of it you know a few weeks ago so uh really 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 tragic news i echo that um he was someone who re- kind of redefined uh motorsports to to a younger generation or made it i guess more accessible to a younger generation that maybe wouldn't have been interested in it and and certainly kind of paid the path for for a new way of of marketing the sport um yesterday there was also uh news you know someone that that james you probably know or or know of um robbie pierce who kind of took over impact um jimco racing in the off-road world someone who kind of helped me in my path through baja uh, died yesterday is not as well, but died yesterday in a scuba diving accident. Um, so it's been a, a very kind of stark reminder. Obviously, all of us watched the Monday night football game. Um, fortunately, you know, there, there's a path seemingly at, the, at this moment to, to recovery for him. But it's a very eye-opening experience for the past three days for some pretty high-profile events to happen where it's like, every day is a gift, right? And I think we all need to remember that and um, just acknowledge that we're all very fortunate to, to have today and, and the, the blessings that come along with that. And, and another one too was uh, Jeremy Renner. I don't know if you heard about that story. Yeah. Uh, snow getting, plow accident. getting run over by a snow plow, basically. Um, and that's 20, a guy that's- 23 has like, been tough. You think CNN yeah, <laughs> taking away drinking for Tim is bad. Yeah, Whew. we probably should have led with this. That's my bad. I was- <laughs> Um, I think so at least seeing all the tributes, what was kind of amazing about Ken Block's impact was just how many people outside of racing, you know, knew him, knew of him, that he helped introduce to the sport. It's kind of echoing Alex what you were saying about just I I guess it's not I guess it doesn't need to be said because everybody's already saying it, but it's, it's worth mentioning just how much of an impact he had on, on spreading awareness of the sport and bringing new people into the fold. And he just, he just did it in such a unique way, right? He, he, he made 
motorsports, um, you know, accessible, like, like Alex said, but interesting to, uh, to a, a younger demographic and to, to a demographic outside of racing, you know, motorsports isn't just racing. And he really kind of took that to the next level, uh, in, in what they, uh, what they did with those videos. And, um, yeah, there are probably a ton of people that are into various forms of racing now because of those videos and because of what, you know, Ken created. So it's, uh, it's huge, man. And, you know, you, even there's a, a great tribute from Lewis Hamilton who was like, yeah, man, we used to go snowboarding together and he was just like one of the nicest dudes, such a family man. Like so many tributes have mentioned how much of a family man he was. And, you know, he's sort of been, been mentoring his daughter to be a, a another big name in, uh, in the motorsports world in that sense. And obviously had big impact in the skating world and the snowboarding world for the DC shoe brand and everything. So yeah, man, just, uh, he was a titan. He was a titan of many industries in a lot of ways. So just uh, so, so sad. But <clears throat> as you say, makes you appreciate your life. And as you look forward, gentlemen, does anybody have anything? I mean, I'm not I'm not like a resolutions guy, but do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, no. No? No. I mean, it's kind of getting towards, we're, we're starting to look at St. Pete. March is coming up, so... Um, Training and diet and stuff changes, but that's not really a resolution. That's just that's just part part of life. That's just yeah. Um, that's just part of the program, right? I mean, you get to kind of be a bit of a bit of a dick through New Year's oh, yeah. and, and Christmas awesome. and New Year's with your yeah. eating and drinking yeah. and lack yeah. of training, oh. and then all of a sudden you get back to the gym on like January second, January third, and you realize, man, getting out of shape is a lot more fun than getting back in it. Yeah, yeah, um, but no, it's it's it's. Uh, Kind of a process you go through every year and um it gives you something to look forward to it gives you a, a a carrot if you will um in so front like, of you to chase when you when you get to this part of the year alex are you is it like hard and a grind to get back to the gym go back to the shop regularly do all that stuff and really start preparing it like do you kind of miss having that i don't want to say time off because it's more than that like the the, the freedom and the and the you know, sort of a, sort of a different approach that you get through the, I mean, you could almost argue it's from kind of Thanksgiving through new year's, right. That's kind yeah. of like downtime. Right, or are you just like, all right, I'm, I'm over that, over that stuff. I did it all. I saw everybody. I ate everything. I, I did what I had to do. And now I just like, I need to get back to it. Um, I think the big thing is it's nice to have some form of structure back. It's a little bit different this year. Um, Cause obviously without Daytona, it's still quite a long runway until, right. Right. getting back into a car um and arguably this off season was probably a little bit more relaxed than others just because there were so many test days and prep for daytona that was occurring that you kind of at least i stayed in a pretty uh right. consistent program if you will um but no so yeah I've, I've been missing i'm looking forward to to obviously um february february 4th is kind of when we're finally back on track or no sorry february 2nd um which is still a month away right it, it feels like it's around the corner but also it's not and when you think about the last time that i sat in a race car was september 10th like it's it's pretty crazy um and it's it's also for me a little bit of that um first day of school anticipation right because it's going to be a whole new environment for me and um a, a whole different kind of concept to, to learn and, and to adapt to in a relatively short period of time. I mean, this year they, they severely cut the, the, 
preseason testing days back, IndyCar did. Um, is it which further, had already been cut back like three times? Right. I, I guess is a further way to try and control costs, which still is confusing to me. As we've talked about before, when people are building tens of million dollar race shops down the road, um, but neither here nor there. It's the same for everyone. Um, so it's it's this test and thermal is going to be super critical. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I guess it's that much harder and kind of more important because there is a team switch here, right? So mm-hmm. you're not getting as many days on track to work with everybody and, and kind of get up to speed in that sense. So those those two days are going to be pretty pretty critical. Pretty, pretty, pretty. And then after that, I'm hiking the Grand Canyon, um, which is going to be wild. It's a 17-hour hike, so I'm kind of doing some prep for that um, all on the journey to Kilimanjaro. Kiliman, why would you climb a mountain that starts with Kiliman? I've said it before and I will say it again. Because for the Jaro. Yeah, exactly. You want to get that Jaro. Actually, I think you talked me into this last time we mentioned yeah. it. I was against it and you're like, no, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's like a I ride. would do the leisure one with like the, the meals prepared and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the wireless internet and like they put yeah. up a movie every night. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, so how long does it take to climb Kilimanjaro? Um, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, people have done it in like two and a half days. I mean, they're psychopaths, but like it's for the moderate one. Um, the one where, you know, you're not getting your Wagyu beef and your three meals a day type thing. The one that's still like a physical challenge. It's five days. Okay. Um, so I mean, five five days up and then five days down or the whole thing. You just roll down. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> they chopper you off. Something you'd be familiar with, James. <laughs> there's a there's a water slide. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's, it's called like, the Jaro. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever been to the Great Wall of China? Alex? I have not. No. So when you go to the Great Wall of China, they've got this option, right? So you can you can walk up just because it's obviously it's at like the top of the mountain ridge, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So you can either walk up there. It's quite a few steps. There's like a chairlift thing, and then you can either walk down or chairlift down, or or there's another option to get down, which is like a luge course on it's like an aluminum half pipe, and they sit you on this like like oversized skateboard with a handle that's just a brake. So like you don't turn the the thing does that and turns it for you, and you scale down the side of the mountain. Oh my God, did I ever do it? It was so much did fun. Did you ever touch the brake? Um, I, you have, I had to a couple times, but there yeah. was a few times where I should have and I didn't. And like, mm. there's this one part, like you're going along and it's like a little like dip down and I got yeah. full airborne. And if I had not been going perfectly straight and like caught an edge, it would have been a yard sale. <laughs> but it was so <laughs> much fun. Awesome. How long did oh, it dude. take you to like top to bottom? Oh man, I don't remember. I was, it was it like, probably like, it's, it's minutes. Like minutes? It's, it's, no, it's, it's probably like closer to 10 minutes. Oh yeah, so it's yeah. a it's a process. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a yeah. Pro- yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably did it in like four, but like you should you should do it in about ten. Wait, is there other people? Like, were you overtaking people? No, 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 because it's a single track, right? So you had okay. to like luck out to have nobody in front of you, right? But then I'm there's just so trying to imagine what the headline would be like had you been <laughs> injured and unable to race. It was like uh, Canadian auto racing driver James Hinchcliffe injures himself on the Great Wall of China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the story. <laughs> have you ever raced at uh Trombon? did you ever do any like skip mm-hmm. barber or anything Trombon? yeah did you ever do the luge there no so there they've got a similar thing so Trombon is a ski hill right and so in the summer they have this like 
paved track and they put you down on these little these little luges where you got handlebars so you actually turn and you like push forward to go and pull back as the brake and it like locks the rear brakes but that one's like a real course so as you can imagine when you're like in a junior formula and you're racing there and you and all your racing buddies who are complete jackasses and 16 years old or whatever line up at the top of this thing man it makes for quite a show when you have, you know, families going down and then you have like six or seven drivers with their helmets on, just absolutely blasting by, running into each other. God, it's so, it's so I, much fun. Someone was telling me a story about uh, Dan Weldon. He was on some, it was a, like a bobsled thing. Yes. Yeah, he was doing it. It was with the National Guard. It was like okay. a legitimate bobsled. And they were like, whatever you do, if you crash, like get down and stay in the bobsled. And the first thing he did was like eject himself. And <laughs> <laughs> they were like the amount of of screams and thuds as his body was just tumbling down this ice rink, essentially, was once they found out he was fine, comical. Like it was just this floppy doll going down the the hill. But it's it's interesting. It seems like a lot of racing drivers have had the opportunity to do such things, and I have not. So I, I will just to- say vacationing with racing drivers is weirdly something I have experience with is one of the more stressful scenarios you could put yourself in because you all have means and you're all adrenaline junkies. (laughs) So it's like, it's, it's like you got these 13 year olds and we're just like, here's a ton of money and no supervision. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) You guys will find the risk in any scenario. (laughs) And it's yeah. so stressful. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, we went we went wine tasting in Napa. And <laughs> I love this one. This was good. We had the rental car. And Alex, you're you're popping handbrake turns going up a mountain. And you're like, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't care if you know what you're doing. We don't know anything about this car. This is a rental so, car. <laughs> anything. So we were nose to tail going up the mountain. It was like a single lane dirt road <laughs> on one side and we had not been up it and it was at night. And Alex and I were just 10 tenths up that thing. But then how much more fun was it coming down? Cause it was daytime and we oh, kind of knew where we were time. going. Uh, in retrospect, they're all great times, but when it's happening, <laughs> it's one of the more stress inducing situations. And that's every trip, by the way, that's not an isolated incident. That's how you guys are all the time. It's like, Hey, we're on a beach. You know what we should do? Start a fire and run barefoot through the woods that we don't know. <laughs> but the the, the most recent one that I had was thanks. Was it Thanksgiving? Why were we all just at Marco's house? No, it was after Thanksgiving for Keaton's wedding. No, yeah, it was yeah. before Thanksgiving for Keaton's wedding. Yeah. Anyways, we decided to get a bunch of pumpkins and climb up onto the roof, which Marco's house is pretty old and the roof isn't very well maintained. And so like there was legitimately soft spots where you could have fallen through. And we decided to just run up on the roof and run around and throw pumpkins off the roof, which Yeah, I showed up after that and just saw yeah. the aftermath of like 30 busted up pumpkins in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, it was it's just you guys yeah. We'll see Tim, that's like why millionaire it's... toddlers. That's why it's good to have you there because you're a parental figure. Do you want to know who else is a voice of reason? No, God, absolutely not. Look at you. Look at you. The other, the a, other person that's disaster. a voice of the other person that's a voice of reason that is surprising, sometimes annoying, but mostly it's for the best, is Connor. Yeah. Weirdly, yes. Yes. 
he really? usually is telling us to like either stop or he's like, I'm not participating or. Whatever. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. No, I, I love you guys and I love going on vacation with you guys. But when I'm there, it is stressful as all. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> we apologize for taking years off your life. <laughs> also, it's stressful vacationing with you because we know at some point we're going to have to fish you out of a swimming pool. That's true. It's like I'm re- I'm very responsible up until a certain drink. Right. And then off we know that we're going to have to save you from a <laughs> swimming pool and find your pants because yep. you're smart enough to take your pants off before you jump into the pool. That was that was one time in college. I I woke up after a frat party and I was not in the frat, but I woke up at the frat and I couldn't find my pants. And one of the guys was like, oh, they're in the freezer. And I said, why? And he goes, well, you found out it was going to be really hot today and you figured this would make you more comfortable tomorrow. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it did not. Yeah. <laughs> Jeans <laughs> in the freezer just hardened. Uh, <laughs> have, have we ever told the, the story of jumping in the pool at Jeff Gordon's um, If we have, it was so long ago, I think we can tell it again. So we were in Homestead for um, Jeff Gordon's last race and he had this after party and it was this really nice affair. Everybody's well-dressed, you know, there's waiter. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's just a wonderful event. And in the area that the party's being held, there's a, there's a swimming pool. It's not like a normal pool. It's more like a, it's almost like a big fountain. It's like, ah, it's a pool. It's meant for swimming, but it's not like, this is a, this is like a fancy place. It's not like a rectangular swimming pool, right? It's like, no, it's, a design, it's a design pool. It's, it's a designer pool. There's like fountains coming off the rock yeah. wall on the side, whatever. It's and for so aesthetic. What they, right, right. And so what they've done is they've 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 got a couple of those like inflatable flamingos, and they had some models on these things kind of floating around just as like part of the background. Okay. So I walked into the party with the with one of the other guys we were with, and we saw the pool immediately. And I and I elbowed him and I was like, Thousand bucks says is the first guy in that pool. He's like, all right, deal. By the so, way, just, just for reference, I want to leave an <laughs> Easter egg since we're going to bleep his name. If you want to try and figure out who this is, um, he was an IndyCar driver. Not only did he not complete a full season, he never finished a race. Well, you can't say that. That's literally one person. <laughs> is it really? Okay, then I'll cut that. I think so. <laughs> well, then let him, let him figure it out. Who cares? So, fair. So, so we, yeah, it's fair. So we go in and... We didn't um, say what year. <laughs> I took the bet. We get in there and we're getting to the party a little bit. And, you know, we've probably been there an hour and a half and didn't look like anyone was getting close to getting in the pool. And I was starting to get nervous that I was going to lose because, you know, more drinks flew. I knew at some point it was going to happen. So I walked up to and I was like, Hey man, did you see that pool over there? He goes, yeah. I'm like, you're not, you're not going to not be the first guy in it. Right. I mean, that'd be embarrassing. And he looked at me. I swear to God, he put his cocktail down. He pulled off his shirt. He took off his pants and in his boxers, his boxer briefs, he sprinted and cannonballed into the pool. (laughs) He then proceeded to swim up to the floating flamingos and the girls on the flamingos were like, no, 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 no. And he flipped <laughs> them over. Yeah, all of this and makes like, sense. Because he's just the most charming dude on earth, they 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 come out of the water laughing. Like, oh, 
You're so silly. Like they just got done. They're not in like swim gear. Like their makeup's yeah. all done. Their hair's all done. They were not planning on going swimming, despite floating around a pool. And he not, and they're just like, oh, you're so silly. And he just, and that was it. He just walked around the rest. He got out of the thing, stood around in his tidy whiteies, and grabbed his drink and was in the line at the bar, <laughs> dripping wet in his underwear. The, the 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 things that this man pulls off. I it's it's just, I mean, like to, that's that's. <clears throat> one of the all time stories, but just a quick snippet. Like I've watched him negotiate a parking spot in at someone's lake house, like not a, just a random field. Someone's, it was literally on their lawn in front of their lake home. And he bartered with them a sandwich. Like that is what he <laughs> offered in exchange for the parking spot. And after like five minutes, they took the sandwich and he left his car and he was good to go. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of us had to like hike down a hill and lug all not, this stuff. And he does not live by the same rules as no, everyone it's, else. It's phenomenal what he can accomplish. We, we with had his to brain sh- and mouth. We had to share a hotel room once, and he was like, he was laying there. We we're about to go to bed, and he looks over at me and he goes, "Hey, man, have you ever seen my octopus teacher on Netflix?" <laughs> Just like, <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, dude, it's incredible. You got to watch it. And he fires up the TV and he puts on my octopus teacher. Like, we're about to go to bed. He's like, you're going to love it. And so we started watching this documentary about a guy that makes friends with an octopus. And I get like halfway through and I was like, I got to go to bed. And so we go to bed and we wake up in the morning. He looks over and the first thing he says is, you want to finish that doc, man? (laughs) I was like, all right, man. So we just laid in bed and watched the rest of this documentary. It's so funny. Great movie, by the way. He was I don't. I don't know if I should tell this story, but uh, I'll say, as a joke, we started a Tinder profile for him. And he is very much not looking for dates. He's a happily married man with kids. Oh, yeah, he, but, he didn't condone this. We yeah, just took no, his we phone just and went ahead and did it. Yeah. So we made the, the profile photos, um, him at the altar with his wife and <laughs> Chris Farley with the busted jacket from, I think, Tommy Boy. And the guy, he got dozens of matches <laughs> right away. He's just charismatic. It's one of a kind, one of a kind. Um, well, we've covered um, a, a lot. lot of things in this episode. It's, uh, it's interesting. Quite a bit. Yeah. What's your, what's your first, like, uh, you said you're not going on a plane, like you're not traveling anywhere f- for like a while, right? Not going in. I I'm going to Detroit this weekend right. um, for an evening. Like eight, um, eight hours stint in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, that's about it. That's about it until thermal. Are you looking forward to thermal? Like as a test venue? Yeah. Have you been I before? Mean, Have you ever done no. anything there? Uh. Uh-uh. I we yeah I, I am. You know I wish we were testing at a track that we were going to race at. Um, but everybody do, does. Right. I do understand the challenges that go along with that, um, weather wise and a suitable venue. So this seems like a good idea, I guess, for, for the options that you have. Um, and hey, it's a real racetrack, right? So you're gonna at least learn some things. Right. Um, it's not gonna all be obviously applicable, but you'll at least um, have a general understanding of, of what the car does and what's good about it and what's bad about it and what needs to be rectified before St. Pete. Is there anything like any SIM software or video game or anything that's got thermal on it? Like, is there any way to learn the track outside of just maybe some onboards on YouTube? 
I mean, I don't have a sim, so no. I mean, technology is mine. I don't have a sim, so no. <laughs> so it's it's a YouTube onboard program. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Get lost. I mean, there are a lot of different configurations. That is very, mm. very potentially possible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, <clears throat> Alex is spending the next week training and and getting back into race shape after uh, a month of vacation. Alex, a month of not. All right, guys. Thanks for putting up with us. We'll see you next week. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though I have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. The music you heard on this episode is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. You can find him online at hollandpattonpubliclibrary.com. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean fit. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.